0: Good morning, everybody, and I apologize for this being one day late. Had a few things going on this weekend, all good. Just one of those times when life kind of got in the way of things, and before I knew it, it was Sunday evening, and I hadn't recorded this, so I didn't want to do it when I was tired. I figured I'd wait until this morning when I'm a little bit more awake. We're starting in Jeremiah 14. In the notes of my Bible say that the message in chapters 14 through 17 was delivered during a long and severe drought in Judah. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah concerning this. Jeremiah said that the prophets, that Judah would not have famine, but rather peace in this place. The Lord counters saying there were prophets who falsely prophesied in his name that he didn't send them. Jeremiah says that, We acknowledge, O Lord, our wickedness and the iniquity of our failures or of our fathers, for we have sinned against thee. He asked God not to abhor us, but not to break the covenant with us. The Lord responded that even if Samuel and Moses stood before him and interceded, God would not change his direction, because he is, quote, weary with repenting. Presumably, this is the false repenting of Judah. God says, I will destroy my people since they return not from their ways. However, God will restore the remnant. Jeremiah asks the Lord to revenge him of his persecutors because he has suffered for the Lord and details his faithful actions. For example, he was joyful, quote, eating the words of the Lord. God recommissions Jeremiah, instructing him to not take a wife, or to have children. He is also not permitted to go to funerals. There would be no burials. When the time is right, Jeremiah is to respond to those who ask why the Lord has pronounced this great evil upon us, that it is, quote, because your fathers have forsaken me and have not kept my law. Therefore, they will be cast out of the land. But the Lord will at some point, quote, bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. People will learn that, quote, my name is the Lord. Now, chapter 17, according to the notes, is a collection of wise sayings on how life should be lived. A little bit from there, cursed is those who trust in man and whose heart has departed from God. Blessed is he who trusts in the Lord and places their hope in the Lord. Bear no burden on the Sabbath day. Now we move on to Jeremiah 18. As clay is to the potter's hand, so Israel is to God. God can mold Israel to his desires. Sometimes a potter has to destroy the creation on the potting wheel to create something better. It's all part of the creation process. Remember that the Bible is all about God trying to get his people to come back to him, ever since the beginning of Genesis when man fell. Anyway, Jeremiah pleads as part of this process that evil ones are purged. The Lord instructs Jeremiah to buy a a potter's bottle to illustrate to the people that he will empty out the people or make void the council of Judah and Jerusalem. There will be hunger. Then Jeremiah is instructed to break the bottle to symbolize the breaking of the people that cannot be made whole again. Jeremiah is arrested because of his prophecies of doom and gloom. Those are my words. Everyone mocks Jeremiah for his prophecies, but Jeremiah remains steadfast in his faith and direction. Quote, But the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible ark. I think it's ark. A terrible one. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall not be forgotten. But Jeremiah still wants to see God take vengeance on them. King Zedekiah sends for Jeremiah for words of leadership against King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, who is waging war. Jeremiah gives an answer that the king does not want to hear. Babylon will take Jerusalem, and Zedekiah will be taken to Babylon. Quote, I will punish you according to the fruits of your doings, saith the Lord. God instructs Jeremiah to quote, go down to the house of the king of Judah and speak there this word. Jeremiah says to quote, execute ye judgment and righteousness end quote, and do no wrong. If the king doesn't obey, this house will become a desolation people will ask what has happened, and the inhabitants will say, quote, because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord, their God, and worshiped other gods and served them. That's the reason. Uh, King Jehoahaz, 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 son of King Josiah, will be exiled and die as a captive. Jeremiah then says that, woe to um Jehoiakim who ruled for the splendor of the king for himself no one will quote lament for him Jeremiah also says Coniah son of Jehoiakim shall not rule Coniah is an abbreviation of Jeconiah an alternative to the throne name of Jehoiakim this is from the Bible's notes I stumble over these names. Please give me some grace. (laughs) Jeremiah 23, quote, Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. End quote. That's a sharp indictment on those who do not preach truth. And there are a lot today just as back then. Quote, "...behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth." That seems to me to be a direct reference to Jesus. Jeremiah's heart's, his heart is broken because of all the evil in the world, and so is mine at times. It's just hard to see some of the things that happen in this world, and you just don't understand think by reading the Bible, maybe that might help us to understand a little bit better, maybe a lot better. I don't know. But I know today I don't understand. The Lord has heard the prophets that they prophesize from dreams, but these are, quote, prophets of the deceit of their own heart. Two baskets of figs. This is An illustration: One is good, one is bad. God will acknowledge the good in Judah and give them a heart to know Me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be My people, and I will be their God. God will send famine and sword and pestilence to destroy the bad figs. Now, in chapter twenty-five, the next word to Jeremiah comes to the people of Judah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim. The son of Josiah, also the first year of King Nebuchadnezzar of the king of Babylon, he says he has spoken God's word, but mourns, more mourns that they have not listened, and now they need to turn from their evil ways and dwell in the Lord that the land, rather that the Lord has given them, and stop chasing idols. A common theme. But because Judah has not listened previously, there will be 70 years of captivity, after which God will punish the king of Babylon and that nation. There will be judgment on Jerusalem, Judah, Egypt, and others, according to Jeremiah. The Lord shall roar. Now, in Jeremiah 26, it seems that we step backwards, as now Jeremiah is prophesying that the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim where in the last chapter, 25, it was four years in, which this back and forth in Jeremiah is confusing. Don't know why that that it was written that way. Jeremiah is saying the same message of repentance, and he speaks of curses and gloom, and his life is threatened. I'm not sure if this is again a repeat of when his life was threatened before. It seems like his life is threatened. At least it's mentioned often. Chronologically, it might help to put these together to actually understand what's going on different times. I know that there's like chronological Bibles out there because the Bible as written is not chronological. It's loosely chronological, but particularly the Old Testament. It kind of pings back and forth and back and forth. Jeremiah responds that the Lord sent him to, quote, prophesy against this house and against this city, end quote, and that all must repent. Elders noted that Micah and Uriah prophesied against the king. Uriah was sentenced to death but escaped and Micah was spared, but Uriah is later captured and executed, but Jeremiah was spared. Now, 27 is another prophecy in the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, Jeremiah instructed to make yokes and send to several kings. Any nation that does not put on the yoke of Babylon will be punished. In the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, this is now chapter 28 is when this is taking place, another prophecy. Hananiah says to Jeremiah that he has broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Hananiah predicts in two years restoration will occur. Jeremiah says that a measure of a true prophet speaking of this sort of peace is that if that peace actually happens Hananiah breaks Jeremiah's yoke you know there's a lot of talk about yokes here yokes are burdens that that you put on your back Um, so I don't know if it's just an illustration or if these are actual yokes I'm not clear on that Uh, Hananiah dies because he has spoken about rebellion against the Lord now in chapter 29, Jeremiah sent a letter to the remnant elders and priests and all that were carried to Babylon. He writes to, to, live in, to tell them to live in peace in Babylon and that after 70 years the Lord will cause them to return to Jerusalem and that there are false prophets in Babylon that the Lord will destroy and presumably Jeremiah is also saying, don't listen to them. Jeremiah 30 The Lord tells Jeremiah that, quote, I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it, end quote. This is a time of, quote, Jacob's trouble. But the Lord will break that yoke, and Jacob, Jacob is referring, I believe, to the people, Israel and Judah, shall be at rest. All that, that devours these Israel's enemies shall be devoured. There will be restoration and rebuilding. Quote, And ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. 31. The Lord will gather the people of Israel, and and, and Israel shall be redeemed. The Lord will have mercy on Ephraim. Ephraim's representing the ten northern tribes who have repented by this point in time. Quote, But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. End quote. The Lord will make a new covenant with Israel and Judah. At that time, Jerusalem shall be reboot, rebuilt. I'm thinking maybe my computer will need to be rebooted, so a little bit of a Freudian slip. Chapter 22, now it is the 10th year. We're jumping around again. The 10th year of Zedekiah's reign in Judah, 18 years into Nebuchadnezzar's reign in Babylon. Here, Jerusalem is besieged, and Jeremiah is imprisoned by Zedekiah. Jeremiah's prophecy that Babylon will take Jerusalem. Now, while in prison, Jeremiah is instructed by the Lord to buy property in Anathoth. 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 A-N-A-T-H-O-T-H. That's, to me, phonetically, I think that's Anathoth. Anathoth. It's just, I feel like I'm lisping. Because the Lord says, quote, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. So it's a, it's a symbolic representation of hope. And also, I suppose, on Jer- Jeremiah's part, an um, expression of faithfulness that this will happen. Which is kind of odd because, as I understand, as Jeremiah goes further, he ends up in Egypt and then we don't know what happened to him after that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I haven't actually finished the book of Jeremiah yet. Um, I have before, I just don't remember how it ends because I've never gotten this far into depth. In it. Jeremiah then prophesies that Jerusalem will fall to the Chaldeans and that the Chaldeans will burn the city because Israel did not obey God. However, God does promise to gather the Israelis back to the land, restore them, and make a new covenant with them. Presumably that new covenant was referring to Christ. I don't know for sure, but it certainly sounds like that. Another time, chapter 33, another time the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah while he was in prison. So I think it's around the same time, but, quote, Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth, end quote. All of Judah and Israel will be cleansed from their iniquity. All of the nations will see this and they will fear and tremble for all of the goodness. The voices of joy will praise God, quote, In those days and at that time I will cause the branch of righteousness to grow up unto David and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. That's Jesus, right? Right? This will be an unbreakable covenant. Now, in chapter 34, the word of the Lord again comes to Jeremiah when it is seen that all were against Jerusalem, that Babylon would take the city and burn it, and, all, and the people would all be taken captive, or the people would be taken captive, because not all of them were. How many, how many times and ways did Jeremiah warn the people about this? At this time, Jeremiah says the message is to let all of the Hebrew slaves go free. God, through Jeremiah, reminds the people of the covenant and how the people broke it, which will result in, quote, to the sword, to the pestilence, and to the famine, and I will make you be removed from all of the kingdoms of the earth, end quote. All will be handed over to Babylon, and all of the cities of Judah will be, quote, a desolation without an inhabitant. Now we're jumping again back 10 or so years, it seems like, in Jeremiah 35, because Jeremiah, the word of the Lord, comes to him in the days of, again, Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah. He is directed to go to the house of the Rechabites and, quote, bring them into the house of the Lord, end quote. He tests their loyalty by offering wine, but they refuse. The Chibites remained loyal, Judah did not. Therefore, quote, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, O behold, I will bring upon Judah and upon all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the evil that I have pronounced against them, because I have spoken unto them, but they have not heard, and I have called unto them, and they, but they have not answered, end quote. You know, again, I'm thinking because of the back and forth, it would Wouldn't it be wonderful to actually have a copy of Jeremiah that was actually chronological? That might exist out there. It would be an interesting project to do. I'll have to look that up. Now, chapter 36 begins as we jump around time again in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah. Uh, Jeremiah is instructed to write, quote, all of the words I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations from the day I spoke unto thee, or spake unto thee from the days of Josiah, even unto this day, end quote. When I was first reading this, at first I was thinking that this was the genesis of the, no pun intended, of the um, book of Jeremiah. But this prophecy is actually still years before Zedekiah. Now, the purpose of writing is, at this point in time, seems to be that Judah will hear all of the evil, quote, which I purpose to do unto them, quote, for turning from God so that they have a chance to repent to before. One last chance, I guess. Since Jeremiah is imprisoned at this time, Baruch, the son of Nariah, reads the book to the people. Jehoiakim is not pleased with this, and and he burns the book. And, of course, this isn't actually a book as we know it. It is a scroll. Now, after that, God instructs Jeremiah to write it again. Jeremiah is still in prison. That's why Jeremiah didn't read the book. That's why uh, Baruch did. Now, in chapters 37, as you probably shouldn't be surprised by now, we jump in time again back to when Zedekiah ruled Judah 18 years after the, the events that were just in chapter 36. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah that Egypt will return to their land. Then the Chaldeans will return, take Jerusalem, and burn it. Jeremiah is in prison. Zedekiah eventually asked Jeremiah if there is any word from the Lord. And he's probably asking if there's any different word because Jeremiah is so good at prophesizing gloom and doom it seems those are my words but Jeremiah says that Zedekiah will be quote, delivered unto the land unto the land of the king of Babylon end quote and Jeremiah asked to be released at this point in time and he's denied and that's really not a surprise and that's it that brings us to the end of Jeremiah 37 we'll pick up in Jeremiah 38 at the next time so until then blessings to you, and I hope you have a great week and a thankful Thanksgiving.